0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of Labouring in Employment, a monthly podcast series on Asia employment law issues. My name is Clarence and I am part of the Simmons & Simmons Singapore Employment Team. I am joined by my co-host, Wendy, who is part of our Hong Kong employment team.
1: Hi everyone. Today's episode is all about vaccines, which is one of the hottest topics of 2021 so far, particularly given the haste and urgency surrounding the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccines by many governments globally.
0: So, let's just get this out of the way then. Can employers make vaccinations mandatory? There are a number of employers who are considering introducing a no jab, no-job policy, which, in effect, requires all employees to be vaccinated if they wish to continue being employed. Wendy, what are your thoughts from a Hong Kong perspective?
1: Well, I think employers in Hong Kong do not have a legal right to mandate employees to be vaccinated. In fact, I also think that from both a legal risk and employee relations perspective, it would be problematic for employers to require all employees to be vaccinated. Some employees may not be able to have the vaccine due to pregnancy or an existing medical condition, or they might simply be reluctant to take a vaccine which is new and where any long-term side effects are not yet known. Some recent news reports um, suggest that maybe as few as 40% of Hong Kong residents are willing to take the vaccine. So this is something that employers will need to navigate quite carefully. Clarence, what about the position in Singapore?
0: It's pretty similar to Hong Kong actually. Um, There is no legal basis for employers to make vaccinations compulsory for employees. In fact, the Singapore government has stated quite clearly that the vaccination program is voluntary uh, and they have done this in order to respect personal autonomy. There are, I, I feel, two policy considerations which underpin this position and they are firstly that vaccines are new and the long-term side effects remain unknown at this point. Secondly, that there is a need to account for various personal circumstances, which may prevent an individual from receiving the vaccine. For example, the vaccines are unsuitable for pregnant women, lactating mothers, severely immunocompromised persons, and individuals with a history of anaphylaxis. It goes without saying that, similar to Hong Kong, if an employer mandates vaccinations, and an employee subsequently suffers loss or injury, the employer could be legally responsible for the loss and damage suffered. Now, there is obviously a corollary to this, and it pertains to the risks if employers were to compel non-vaccinated employees to return to the office.
1: Yes, that's right. And firstly, employers in Hong Kong have an obligation under the Occupational Safety and Health Ordinance to take reasonable steps to ensure the health and safety of employees at work.
0: We have something similar in Singapore under the Workplace Safety and Health Act.
1: And the second thing is that employers have a common law duty to take reasonable care of employees health and safety i suspect this duty also applies in singapore as well
0: you're absolutely right in fact there is a third consideration here in singapore which is i think specific to us and that is the safe management measures which continue to apply therefore working from home remains the default mode of working unless the job in question cannot be performed from home.
1: So Clarence, we've briefly examined the risk. Now let's talk about how these risks can be mitigated. Many of our clients are already seeing an increase in the number of employees returning to the office. Given that employers cannot mandate vaccination, what steps can and should be taken by employers to, make sure, to ensure the health and safety of employees who work in the office?
0: Now, this I think sounds a bit obvious, but do, do humour me with this, um, a measure that can be taken is basically to require all non vaccinated employees to work from home. There are sound justifications for imposing such a requirement, not in the least because this is a clearly reasonable and straightforward step that can be taken to discharge the employer's common law and statutory duties, the same ones which we highlighted moments ago.
1: And also let's not forget that if the terms of the employment contract provide the employer with the discretion to direct employees to work at other locations. Employers can rely on this to assert that there is a contractual obligation for employees to work from home, if required by the employer to do so.
0: That's a great point, Wendy. And I think one that is frequently overlooked, as such provisions are typically boilerplate clauses in the contract. And if I may add a further point, we've even seen some employers taking things a step further by requiring returning employees to sign a waiver releasing the employer of any liability in the event the employee contracts COVID-19 at the workplace. I don't think we have the time to analyse the efficacy of such a contractual clause, but I just wanted to point out that employers may actually have a non-derogable obligation under various statutes. This would make such a release ineffective with respect to certain claims, and I suspect this is the case in Hong Kong as well.
1: Yes, Clarence, you're absolutely right. Um, We also consider asking employees to sign a waiver to be rather heavy-handed, and an alternative which may be perceived to be more reasonable by employees is to require them to sign a confirmation that they're entering the office voluntarily. So moving on, here is an interesting question, Clarence, and I apologise if I'm putting you on the spot by asking this. Even though employers cannot mandate vaccination for existing employees, do you think that it is possible to effectively mandate vaccination for prospective employees by making vaccination a precondition to an offer of employment?
0: That's a cheeky thought. My view is that it would actually be possible to do so uh, on the basis that the principles of individual autonomy are not offended. The individual therefore retains the right and the decision on whether to be vaccinated. It would therefore be legally tenuous to attempt to assign liability to the employer on the basis that the employer had made the vaccination a precondition of employment.
1: I tend to agree with your assessment, Clarence. My only concern is that um, such precondition could constitute unlawful discrimination in Hong Kong if, for example, the individual cannot receive a vaccine because of pregnancy or a pre-existing medical condition.
0: Well, luckily we don't have any anti-discrimination legislation in Singapore.
1: So before we wrap up, let's briefly talk through where our governments are um, with the vaccine rollouts. Let me just start with Hong Kong. So Hong Kong's free citywide voluntary vaccination scheme is underway and will be rolled out on the 26th of February. 29 community vaccination centres will be set up and the plan is for the public to be provided with three types of vaccines. The relevant suppliers are Sinovac, Biotech, Fosun Pharma, and AstraZeneca. At the moment, only the Sinovac vaccines are available in Hong Kong. Hong Kong's scheme will prioritise certain individuals who fall into priority groups, such as those aged 60 years or above, medical workers, residents, and staff of elderly homes, and also workers providing critical public services.
0: That sounds like good progress is being made. Hopefully the travel bubble might be a reality for us at some point. (laughs) In Singapore, uh, our COVID-19 vaccination programme commenced in late December last year. Initially, only the Pfizer vaccine was approved for use. But the Singapore government has recently approved the Moderna vaccine as well. So similar to Hong Kong, the vaccines are being rolled out in phases. Priority is being given to healthcare and frontline workers. They are the first first priority, and then to vulnerable groups such as the elderly thereafter. Plans are currently underway to open 39 vaccination centres island-wide to roll out the vaccines to the general public. The plan is to complete the inoculations by the fourth quarter of this year. The vaccines are offered free of charge, uh, and this is regardless of whether you're a Singapore citizen, a permanent resident, or a long-time resident. This would therefore include all work pass holders and their dependents. While vaccinations are voluntary, any person who declines to receive the vaccine when their turn arises will not be able to reserve the vaccine and they will be relegated to the end of the queue.
1: I have to say this sounds a bit harsh to me.
0: It is harsh, but necessary, I think, particularly given that that sort of proliferation of fake news regarding the side effects of the vaccines. In any event, you know, some of us Singaporeans, we can be a little bit formal. So this should be a good incentive to get people out there.
1: That's all that we wanted to cover today. Thank you for listening in.
0: Thank you very much. And stay tuned to our next episode in March. Until then, Take care.